Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of His love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. We hope you enjoy this week's message from our guest speaker. We have a guest guest, uh, couple with us this uh, morning, and I've got to give a small intro because um, they're a very dear friend of ours, and how we met is about three and a half years ago uh, through mentoring. I'm part of this fellowship or this circle called Church Renewals. We call it CR. And CR is a group of pastors that saw the need of being mentored. I've been in this uh, journey for the last 10 years-ish where I've been mentored every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. I show up with homeworks that I have to do, and I've been mentored uh, through this for the last decade. And about three years and a half ago, I was asked to mentor a French group. I was the only French guy (laughs) that was able to connect with French pastors. So three and a half years ago, I started a French group that involved mostly pastors from the province of Quebec. And then we had this guy, this couple that came from France, and they showed up and they had their accent and they probably did not even understand all our expressions when we were talking in French. But uh, so we've met three years and a half ago. And so for on a weekly basis, uh, we were together. So uh, as uh, we went through the notes of CR and, and went through the mentoring, so we drew, we drew even closer. And I had the privilege to go speak to their conference in Belgium. And so we saw each other for the first time live, right? And we wept, right? We touched each other because, you know, you can't really touch a screen, right? It was so cool to be together. And we spent a week of holidays together and as a, two couples, and we had a great time. Eddie and Anne, it's an honor for us to have you here. And I would like to ask Eddie to come forward. And can we celebrate him this morning? It's only the second time I preach in English, so be merciful with me. (laughs) But I know it's easy for you because I learned that Canadians say always, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) So don't forget I come from France, the country of the best cheese in the world, the best wine in the world, and the, the, the country uh, where people go on strike every week. <laughs> okay. When we were children, we loved to throw a stone into the water and, and see the circles form um, like successive waves uh, spreading out into the, wa- the, 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 the water. And that's my message for you this morning. God wants what you are here to spread like waves to other nations. I want to read with you Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength. 
and my defense. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. In that day, you will say, give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done and proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. If we read the... Oh, sorry. I, am, I have a French accent, so it's not necessary to tell me after this message, I love your French accent. I do not. It, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I know that. The first time I preached in English, I, I made all of my efforts to, to, to catch the BBC accent because I, I preached in, uh, in uh, Northampton in England last May for the first time. And a good friend of me came just after the meeting and said, Oh, Eddie, I love your lovely French accent. So I was disappointed. <laughs> I will not try to do it today. If we read the scriptures carefully, we see how God love, loves his name. And how much he desires his name to be spread among the nations. This is the ultimate reason why creation exists. And it's because God loves his name that we benefit from all that his name is. His mercy, his goodness, his love, his joy, his provision, his protection. Every blessing flows from the name of God and the glorious name of God. And wherever God's name is spread, there is a blessing. God's fame, the glory of the, his name, is the reason he chose his people is the reason he chose you. And everything God does for his people and for you, he does for the glory of his name. When we see the entire life of Jesus and all of his work, we can see that he was dedicated to this goal, the glory of the name of the Lord. When Jesus taught his disciple to pray. He gave them, he gave them um, the one prayer above all prayers. Father, Lord be thy name. Even the purpose of the cross was to manifest the glory of God's name. When Jesus was in Gethsemane, he told to his father that he accepted the suffering of the cross for a supreme reason, the glory of God's name. In John chapter 12, no, now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from his hour. No, it was, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will 
glorify again. Yes, the cross is the proof that God is love, that, that God is merciful, that God is faithful, that God is good, that God is full of grace. But the supreme reason of the cross, for the cross, is the manifestation of the God's name and the glory of the God's name. And through the cross, God has done justice to the honor of his name. Jesus, before he joined his father in heaven, Jesus commanded to his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. In other words, to spread the glory of the name of the Lord in all nations. Do you know that God is on mission? What about you and me? Everything God does in this world, everything that exists in this world, exists for a single purpose, the glory of God's name. Roman chapter 11, for from him and through him and for him are all things. To him the glory forever. Amen. Even when Christ returns, everything will be judged on this basis, on this reality. Has my life been lived from him, through him, and for him? Understanding this truth has a profound impact on our life, on our family, or on our Christian life, and how we serve God in our generation, and how our church will fulfill its mission. Our life, our marriage, our family, our church, our vacations, our hobbies, Everything we own, all exists for the supreme and single purpose, the glory of God's name. It's the only reason why you and me living for. In our Western world, much of the Western church has lost its purpose. I remember my early, early preaching in our church. They were all focused on the needs of the member of the church. And the church was blessed. Very blessed. And I'm, I was so happy with that. And sure, we, we need to take care of the members of the church. It's so precious. And it's the love to which we are called. But I could see something, that we are still focused on ourselves because we are not focused on the ultimate reason why we are on the earth. The main purpose of the church of Christ is to live for the ultimate goal of spreading God's fame. 
And when we do that, something special happens. The manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit is intimately linked to the glory of God's name. Many more Christians would experience the power of the Holy Spirit if they lived for this ultimate purpose for which they exist. God is at work in nations. God is doing something extraordinary in the nations. In 60 years, evangelical Christians have grown from 81 people, 81 million people to 665 million in 60 years. A growth of 8.2%. In comparison, Islam has grown by 3.9. God is at work in the nation. And you may be, you, you may be wondering how can, can I, how can I can enter in this great mission. <laughs> the world of nations is too big for you and it's too big for me. It's too big for us and for many of us it's something too big, too far away to devote our lives to. It's too big. But we can't become a stone which make waves in the world. When my wife, we have five children, and the fourth one is called Nathan. He's 20 years, and he loves his country with passion. A French passionate guy is very, very passionate. <laughs> and ever since he has very young, he loves his country, he loves his nation. And his heart is affected by, by what is happening in his nation. He has long believed that politics was the way to save France. And I didn't agree with the political position which I considered extreme. But at our last camp, summer camp, during a time of worship, he heard the Lord say to him, Nathan, it's not through politics that I'm going to save your nations. It's only through the power of my kingdom. Are you ready to fast and pray one day a week for France? Um, my son is a bodybuilder. He needs to eat a lot. And fast for him is a challenge. It's a price to pay. But he said to the Lord, yes. He was touched by the Holy Spirit and he said, yes, Lord. And he shared this with his friends, with his, with, uh, his older uh, brothers, and they decided to start a small prayer movement for France, praying and fasting one day a week. He's only 20 years. 
God is working through small stones that are making waves all over the world. I want to say something to you, Gospel Mission Church. You are and you become a real blessing for the city of Winkler and the region. And your pastor and his wife and their family is so blessing for us. And for our church, as a mentor of church renewal, we really, really appreciate to be here with them. You receive a gift from God through them. Really. And when we walked in your church for the first time this week, we felt God's kindness, God's tenderness, and God's authority here. I visit a lot of church in Belgium, France, Switzerland, and Africa. I, I was in India too. But what I felt here is very special. Sometimes we don't appreciate what we have because we are a part of the house and it's difficult to to appreciate what you are, what you receive from God. But it seems that God put, has put on, in my heart to tell you that is the time for you. And the time has come to you to overflow to the nations. You are a stone cast into the sea of nations that will spread the glory of God's name among the nations. You are called to be an apostolic church. God will open new doors for you in all the nations. So please, listen to me. Listen to me. Many peoples, many people from many nations will come here. Many. They, they will come here to this church and receive the Father's blessing to be recovered the by the glory of God and to be sent in their nations to spread the glory of God's name. God wants to give you many, many daughters, many sons in other nations. And I'm sure that God began to put nations on the hearts of many of you. Some of you will receive a burden from God for foreign nations. The nations await you, church in Winkler. The nations await you. What you receive from God is so special. You need to share it with all nations. There are a lot of young people here. Where are you? Hey, stand up, young people, please. 
No, 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 please. Listen to me. You, son and daughters of this church, some of you will be sent like arrows to reach other people in other nations. Some of you to carry the inheritance you receive here from your fathers. So please, listen to the Holy Spirit voice. Thank you. You can sit now. You don't have to be a hero to be a stone which make waves. You're not to be a I'm not a hero. I was born in, I wasn't born in a Christian family. I was born in a family broken by alcohol for generations and generations. I'm the first Christian in my family. And I'm not an adventurer. I am not a strong man. Um, I'm anxious by nature when I leave home. Especially in Canada because it's cold. <laughs> Mission travel is a source of great, stre great stress for me. I'm just a fragile little stone in the hand of my God. But God has led me to preach the gospel and train future leaders in all the nations, especially in Africa and in the French-speaking world. Last April, um, I was in Benin, is a sub-Saharan country, to train young leaders, some of whom work in high-risk areas. But they are passionate about planting new church where they are known. They are the little stones that makes waves. They have few resources. They are young, very young, some of them 18, but they've grasped that their life purpose is to spread the glory of God's name in the unreached tribes of their country. One of them baptized last July a spiritual leader who had planned four mosques, Islam, and had vision. This, this guy received a vision of God. He, he, he heard the voice of God and he became Christian. And one of the students, one of the, the young leaders I, I met in April baptized him in July. God is at work. God is at work. I have a good friend who works in Libya and when he came to visit us a few years ago, yeah, he told us that he had just lost one of his assistant pastors who had been murdered for his faith. And tonight I ask him a question for which I ashamed today. 
I ask him, aren't you afraid for your own life? Surely, I want to be kind with him. I want to be kind to him. But he looked at me strangely, very strangely, with my question. Then he looked straight ahead, then back at me, then looked straight ahead and back at me. And he replied, I consider my life worth nothing to me. And his eyes say to me, don't you? I was so ashamed to ask this question. When a little stone is thrown into the water, it disappears in waves. There is always a price to pay for God's glory to be manifested. Today, God's glory reaches the nations because one day, Jesus, the chief stone, was sent from Father's hand into this world. And Jesus paid a high price so that God's glory might be revealed to you and me. And Jesus told us, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. We are all little stone in the Father's hands. I don't know what your limits are today, but let me tell you that whatever your situation, you can become a little stone that makes wave. No matter how difficult your life has become, you can be stone that make waves. I'd like to end with the true story of a man who became a stone whose testimony is making waves in many nations today. His story shows us how we, become, how we can be a small stone that makes wave, even where we are limited and live in difficult condition. It's the story of Dimitri. Dimitri was born and raised in a Christian family, and as a child, his parents took him um, to the church, to church. Then communism slowly destroyed all place of worship in this country, and a lot of pastors were put in prison and were killed in this country. But later, when Dimitri was an adult and he was married, um, the nearest church uh, to his home was a three-day walk away, so his family could only go once or twice a year. Then one day Dimitri was concerned about the, the spirituality of his family and he suggested to his wife that they get together one evening a week to read and teach the Bible to their children. After several weeks, the whole family joined him, reminding each other of the story of the Bible in the Bible, when one day their children asked to teach them songs of worship like those heard in church. Then 
quite naturally. They began to pray together. Gradually, neighbors came to join them, but when there were 25 of them, local Communist Party officials came to Dimitri and physically threatened him. They reproached him for starting a church. But Dimitri replied, we are not a church. I am not a pastor. I have no theological training. We are just a group of friends and family who get together to read the Bible, talk, pray together, and raise little money to have a neighbor in need. That's a church. <laughs> and the communists replied, it doesn't matter <laughs> what you call it. It looks like a church. So stop it now, or you will be in trouble. When the group reached 50 people, the party persecuted Dimitri. He lost his job in a factory, and his wife lost her job as a teacher, and the children were thrown out of school. By the time, the group had reached 75. The fear of God spread throughout the community, and before long, the congregation <laughs> had grown to 150 people. So the authorities came for Dimitri and he was put in prison for 17 years. The separation was long and heartbreaking for Dimitri and his family. With many tears, many sadness, children growing up without a father and family living in poverty. The authorities took Dimitri 625 miles from his home and locked him up in a cell. A cell so small that when he got up from his bed, he had only one step to take to get the door or to get the toilet in the corner of his cell. And in this prison, Dimitri was the only believer among 1,500 hardened criminals. The only Christian in this dark place. And for 17 years, the gods tried to break Dimitri's faith. But Dimitri stood firm, thanks to two practices that his father had taught him when he was still a child. For 17 years in his prison, every morning at dawn, Dimitri would get up, face east, stand next to his bed, raise his arms and praise God then sing an old Christian song with all of his heart during 17 years every morning. <laughs> the prisoner did everything they could to silence him. They loathed at him, insulted him, and they hit the iron bars with their metal cups just to show him their anger at him. 
they threw food and even faces at him to shut him up and extinguish the only real light shining every morning in this dark place. Another practice his father had told him was that whenever he found a place of paper and a pencil, he would write down Bible verse and story he remembered, then stick them on a pillar of one of the cell walls. Whenever God saw him, a piece of paper on the pillar, he would enter the cell, tear it off and beat Dimitri violently, threatening him with death. But Dimitri never gave up. He repeated these practices during every day for 17 days. And one day, the guards told him, the communism party is destroying your home. Your wife and sons are gone. The time was too much. Dimitri couldn't take it anymore. He was so sad. And he told the gods, the gods, it's all right, you've won. I will sing, sign anything you want. I just want to get out here and fight my children. During all those days and years of detention, the only thing he had to do was write his name at the bottom of a document saying that he didn't believe in Jesus and that was an agent of the Western government to destroy USSR. One signature and he was free. Dimitri told them, bring me the paper. I will sign it tomorrow. And that night, despair overwhelmed him. His sadness was enormous and he had given up the fight. But at the same time, 620 20 miles from um, the prison uh, away, his wife, his children, and his brother were gathered. And they are convinced by the Holy Spirit that Dimitri was in a deep distress. And moved by the Holy Spirit, they made a circle around the chair Dimitri sat on when he taught church. And they began to pray hard for him. And at the moment, there was a miracle. A big miracle. Dimitri heard the voice of his beloved praying a 625 miles away from his prison. He heard their voice. The next day, when the guards came to, this, to his cell to make him sign the paper, Dimitri stood with his head held high, filled with the, Holy power, the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit, and told them, I won't sign. So, the guard didn't understand what was going on. So, Dimitri told them, he told them what had happened this night and how God revealed Dimitri to Dimitri that his wife and children were in fact Italy, 
So, time later, he was sentenced to death. Dimitri was dragged from his cell and he, has, he was pushed along the corridor leading to the place of execution. Something, something incredible happened at this time. He was pushed along the corridor and at the same time, 1,500 ordinate criminals stood up facing east and began to sing the song Dimitri had sung every morning during 17 years. The God was, were terrified. Then they let go of Dimitri and asked him, Who are you? Dimitri replied, I am the son of the living God. And the God took him back to his cell and Dimitri was released shortly afterwards and able to return home. Whatever your limitations, however, however difficult they may be, you are a stone in God's hand. And your life has been created to spread the glory of God's name. So please, don't waste your life. Don't waste your life. Live it for the true reason you are created. You may be an answer to God's call to this church to be a rock, a stone, a little stone that makes a wave in several nations. I want to pray for you, but I will pray in French because when I speak to the Lord, I speak in French. I know that God loves French. And it's easy for me to to talk with the Lord in French. So, thank you. Seigneur mon Dieu, nous avons tellement besoin de toi. Tu es ici ce matin. Et depuis toujours, tu es celui qui veut répandre ta gloire dans les nations. Seigneur, tu as mis un tel dépôt ici dans cette église. Il y a tellement de flèches taillées, façonnées dans l'amour du Père ici. Il y a tant de nations qui ne te connaissent pas encore et qui ont besoin de recevoir cet héritage. Saint-Esprit, je prie pour que tu viennes convaincre le cœur de chacun. Quelle que soit leur situation, aussi difficile soit-elle, as difficult as they, as they may be. Seigneur, révèle à chacun la pierre qu'ils sont dans ta main. Reveal to them that they are a stone in your hand. 
Et je prie pour ceux qui ce matin ont entendu cet appel. Pour qu'ils aient la foi d'être lancés par toi. Pour qu'ils aient la foi de, de disparaître en vague. De consacrer leur vie pour que le nom, ton nom et la gloire de ton nom soient répandus dans les nations. To commit their lives to the, to the fame of your name throughout the nations. Seigneur, je pense à, à tous ceux et celles qui vivent dans des circonstances difficiles. We think about those that are living through hardship. À ces, ces mamans qui, qui élèvent seules des enfants. Those single moms that are raising their kids alone. À ces jeunes qui se croient trop jeunes. At the, at the young that think too young. À ceux qui pensent qu'ils ne sont pas de bons chrétiens. Or those that think not good Je pense à ceux qui ont, qui ont gâché des années dans leur vie. Those that have years in their lives. Et qui se sont convertis tardivement. And they came to the Lord later in life. Et qui se disent, mais qu'est-ce que je peux encore faire aujourd'hui Seigneur, tu ne jetteras aucune pierre. You will not put aside any stone. Chacune de ces pierres est précieuse pour toi. Every stone is precious for you. Chacune de ces pierres est appelée à faire des vagues. And each stone has been made to create waves. Ici dans cette région. In this region. Mais aussi prêt à recevoir d'autres nations ici. But also to to other nations. Certains sont appelés à être envoyés. Those are called to be sent. Peut-être certains ont juste reçu un fardeau pour prier pour une nation. Seigneur, nous voulons prier comme toi. We want to pray like you. Nous voulons prier avec ton cœur. Nous voulons prier avec ton fardeau. We want to pray with your burden. Ce qui te fait pleurer que ça nous fasse pleurer. What breaks your heart, what makes you weep, will break our heart and causes us to weep. toutes choses. In, when, in all things. Notre vie serve pour la gloire de ton nom. In all this, we pray that our hearts would, would serve for the glory of your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.